0: Hello and welcome back to the trail podcast. My name is Matthew Wordenham and I'm a physiotherapist working alongside the trail team here in Melbourne. Our guest on today's episode of the podcast is running technique coach, Paul McKinnon. Paul is the owner of the balanced runner, a coaching service that is aimed at running technique, running performance, injury prevention and enjoyment. Paul is a former semi-professional hockey player who has played here in Australia as well as overseas in Europe. It is important to know that like our previous guest, Tyler Skares, and many of our trail listeners, Paul has a history of knee injury. Paul, welcome to the Trail Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me up.
0: So I'd like to start today's episode of the podcast by asking the question that is... As a running technique coach, what is it exactly that you do?
1: Sometimes I think the simplest way of explaining it is almost giving an example, um, a, a, something that most people wouldn't know. So, effectively I like to say, it's like a, um, a golf pro, but, but for running. So I help people become better at running through improving their technique and, and getting them an understanding of how they currently move and and then direct them down the track of how they shouldn't move
0: it seems like a fairly niche area to get into. How did you get into running technique coaching? It does look niche and and I think
1: the niche is not because it's important it's just because yeah the the, the smaller numbers but when you think about how many people run, you think it shouldn't be niche at all. It almost should be almost <laughs> should be more standard than. Most um, coaches, in, in regards to kind of like a, a movement or a skill based um, coach, how I got into it was growing up playing hockey, um, being in kind of the, the elite um, junior programs, and, and going through the, the Institute of Sports or the State Institute of Sports as well. And uh, so, we've got you know like a myriad of different people who are um, helping us to try and achieve. Our goals in, in regards to, to hockey, and at that point there was a there's a running coach, a more speed and speed and agility coach um, that we utilized and helped us with, with um, you know the skills for hockey. Um, but I also had a um, you know an interest in running and distance running growing up. So I guess what ended up happening was I'd do running for hockey, uh, go out and, and run the trails of Canberra where I grew up because it, you know it helped my hockey, which is a, an interest in it but then started to take note of how I was moving, what it sounded like, what it felt like. So there was already kind of an interest internal and in starting to pick up how I moved and how that kind of um, kinesthetic awareness was, uh, I guess, within and, and what it felt like for me. And when I actually spoke to the speed and agility coach about it, he, he just said, look, it's, it's it's really interesting you say that because that's kind of where he was starting to kind of direct his attentions in in regards to um, technique, whether it be speed and agility or or distance running. So it just was good timing, very much an interest in that movement and and an interest in or a passion in running. and, And it kind of just developed from there. So, you know, that was at the age of probably 17, 18, when I first started enjoying that side of it and spent probably the next 10 or 12 years while still playing hockey and going overseas. You know, doing a teaching degree, doing sports science um, in, in a formal education sense, but, but learning with and, and, and off um, this other guy in, in Canberra. And I kind of just developed into this. Once I finished hockey, then this just kind of naturally took off, really.
0: How interesting. Now, this sounds really interesting to me as a runner, but also as a physiotherapist. Why should other runners care about running technique? Is it something that requires training or coaching?
1: It does. Uh, I think there's a the training side of it or the coaching side of it. I mean, you can you can find um, you know books or resources to understand what what good mechanics are or what they kind of look like in a, in a um, biomechanics sense. So that's that's pretty easy to find or, or readily available. I think. I think there's two kind of parts to your question. The the runners should be interested in it, in a means to understand what they're doing, um, but not then trying to replicate or match or mimic what they're reading or what they see as someone who is doing it well. Because each individual has to be changed in a different way. And just trying to match or mimic someone doesn't take into account say a difference in body type, a difference in injury background, a difference in um learning style or understanding of how their their current body moves and and often we'll think we have a good understanding of our our movement, but we don't normally give it the best of meaning, so we think we're in a good position we think we're in in good movement or or even symmetrical movement. The reality is nine times out of ten they're not so I guess. It's good to start to take a take stock as an individual as to what you kind of hear, what you feel, what you think you feel, um, but then have someone to kind of independently look at it and reflect on it and try and get you to feel what's actually happening.
0: Now, Paul, I'm aware that you yourself have had a knee injury. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so growing up, I think I was about 15 or 16, I had my first knee surgery, so I had a um, partial removal of meniscus and left knee a bit more of like a lateral tear and kind of the removal little fingernail size removal of that piece just kind of created some bothers gave way here and there and while I was playing hockey and yeah that was my first and then when I was 18 I had osteochondritis so I had some pretty large pieces of particular cartilage coming out of the lateral femoral head um i think it was but it was in a non-weight bearing area and i had two surgeries within the space of about eight days because i I went in and had one piece taken out of out of the knee like i was actually at training i had some swelling in the knee a little bit clunky uh looked at my knee there was a lump out one side of it pressed it lump went back in the knee thought okay well that's probably not ideal went back over to the, the side of the field looked at The knee again and it was on the other side of the knee so there was you know big big piece of cartilage floating around the the joint went and had the first surgery that was fine and then about three or four days later had that that same sensation of feeling that something was something was floating in there again I had to go back in eight days after the initial surgery and there was another two little pieces floating out so that was floating around so that was when I was 18 and all on the left knee and then probably two years later I was yeah 20 turning 21 the the lateral tear probably increased and I had um, a meniscal repair so they tried to to stitch it up and I was off it for six weeks completely non-weight bearing and then six weeks um, walking and then by the end of that started running or subsequently had a deep vein thrombosis from it, which wasn't which wasn't great. I think I had like a eleven centimeter blood clot in the in the calf, which wasn't ideal. And then found out, you know, like the, the surgery didn't really work. So I had to go back in there and, and remove, you know, that that tear. So, so it was that five five knee surgeries all on the left knee by the time that I was
0: twenty one. And then have not had one since. How impressive. <laughs>
1: would you call it impressive yeah there's a a fair bit to do with it yeah
0: that will be great for all of our listeners to hear that have had some lesser but maybe some similar injuries now i'm interested how do you use your experience and your knowledge of running technique to manage your own knee injury as well as athletes that come to you with knee injuries
1: so I guess with my injury, my injury, I manage it now. Like it's probably more so in the hockey. With the, you know, for ten years managing it. If it started to get really um, tighter, restricted with the muscles and tendons around it, I'd have to be really conscious of trying to allow everything or spend some time into kind of releasing. Because once that started to tighten up, it'd create a little bit of pain on the scar tissue, particularly on the lateral side of the knee. In the knee, I never really had too much issues with it. So I guess the technique side of it being not having too much problem in the joint itself, it was more probably around the scar tissue around the outside of it. And it's just being conscious of not being pushing it once I start to feel um, that, um, and not to feel that pain really, because once that pain inflammation, it just kind of snowballs from there. So being conscious and aware of what it is that, it creates it, what it is that actually alleviates it and just be really conscious of it um, and take note of it. In regards to, uh, I guess, how it's helped with my technique, I guess being aware of just how it sounds, what it, what it looks like, what it feels like and how it affects my movement. So if there's information on that lateral side, um, and, and then it actually starts to decrease the amount of range. And obviously then that's going to change the dynamics of the mechanics of of the left leg in particular as I run, both at easy pace or, or into into yeah, speed work.
0: Now, Paul, before we let you go, can you please leave our listeners with three tips on how to manage their capacity to run?
1: One one being pretty simple is is, you know, like listening to a difference between pain being a response to to whether it be the injury itself um, or something that is Physically hurting, you know. So trying to differentiate between this is hurting because I'm I'm going far and, and I'm physically fatigued, or I'm, you know, this is actually faster, more, more, more often than what I'm used to, and what is an actual pain? If it is an actual pain, stop. You know. So so actually getting that real awareness that if it's a physical pain just to stop, because I think too often people think, oh, in running, you're running a bit of pain. You know, you shouldn't, you gotta get rid of that mentality. You know, it's hurting for a reason. So that's, you know, one side of it, and just understanding that if I'm hurting because I've just done 10, 400s, and I feel like I'm heaving, I'm hurting, it's just physically difficult, and that physical difficulty, that's good. Being really conscious and being able to delineate between the two not running hard oh, just to slight discomfort slight little bit of pain no that's pain if it's happening in the first kilometer two three of your you run that's pain so that's a that's a real indication to stop this, a second one being start to actually take note of of the sounds, the movements you know like the rhythm or timing or start to just start to take a little bit of interest in your own movement what does it sound like what does it feel like what is it does does something feel more one sided than the other i think once you start to get that kind of that self-awareness like kinesthetic awareness it can start to highlight that not always symmetrical not always even and once you can start to do that it's not about trying to change it yourself but it, it it might start to to um, indicate or, or tell a story as to why you've started to feel some things that you've been feeling and i think the third thing is that it's okay to ask other people for help and in fact it's probably better off to not just in a an injury management sense but just in a an educational format like it's it's okay to get on you know on, on the internet or read books and, and start to learn about what it looks like to have structured programming or structured training but I think there's so many people out there that do it so much better and, and even like, i like I go to someone else to do my programming I go, I go, I go to someone else to do you know, strength and conditioning. I think it's all, I think, use what's so readily available um, to, to assist and guide you in a manner that can actually get the most out of the running. I think they're probably the three really simple but important first three steps.
0: What fantastic advice and, and what a fantastic perspective. I really hope that the listeners of this podcast. Realise that running technique coaching is not as niche as it's been made out to be and that it is okay to seek advice and ask someone who has more experience in, in that area. Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the trail podcast today. It's greatly appreciated. No worries, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime. If you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to share it with family and friends With or without knee pain. If you're interested in learning more, head to the Latrobe Sport and Exercise Medicine Research Centre's Twitter account at Latrobe SEM. You can also find us on Facebook at Latrobe SEMRC. Thank you for listening and we hope to see you again for the next instalment of The Trail.